0: good morning good afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen it is your boy ci live action back at it again with another episode of the voices of value podcast today ladies and gentlemen it's obviously a little bit different Normally, every Friday, we shoot an episode at Leo Moreno Jr. Boxing Club in Overland Park, Kansas, with a guest. But this last weekend, we had an event going on. Now, what event, you might ask? For the love of fashion, if you watched episode 172 or 173, I'd have to go back and double-check. I could honestly double-check right now, but if you you watched our episode with Duffy... Uh, a few weeks ago, then you know who Duffy is. And Duffy is an event planner, a fashion enthusiast, uh, and uh, shit, what else? Uh, Ex-Division One basketball player, uh, 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 everyday athlete now. She's a dope individual who is a Kansas City transplant from San Diego, California. And she put on her first ever... Event Um, now she's been uh, working with companies in Kansas City in collaboration to create and curate weddings and other types of events throughout the city, but this is her first solo event that she put on under her events company Events by Duffy. Now it was called for the love of fashion for the love of fashion, ladies and gentlemen. And if our editors have the time, um, then maybe they can in. And put some screenshots here, here, here. If you don't see any screenshots in any of those places, that means the editors didn't have time to put screenshots in there. But um, if they happen to, then you'll see some photos from that event. Um, again, go to dot D U F F Y, and you can see um, probably some photos and some uh, some clips from the For the Love of Fashion event, which was a two-part event so um i'll break it down like this so if you live here in kansas city you know the bardo or you may know the bardo which is owned by the abbott events company um, here in kansas city if you're unfamiliar with the bardo event space then think about uh, messenger coffee on grand avenue and right next door to messenger is an event space venue called the bardo the event was hosted there um on the top floor on the main floor when you walked in there was a setup for a what do they call it a a fashion walk or a uh, yeah i don't know a fashion event nonetheless um where different designers from around kansas city um brought their pieces brought their models and had their models walk their pieces we had an mc which was my homegirl raquel um she's super dope she's also a designer collier Collier Designs, I think, here in Kansas City, Missouri. Maybe one day we'll have her on the show. Known her since high school. She emceed the event. The event was curated, put on, and managed by Duffy, who was a recent guest on the show. And there were so many dope people who walked in the event, who walked in the event, or were designers at the event who have also been on the Voices of Value podcast. Um, that's including Daryl, Tremaine Arcane. Um, he didn't. He didn't walk in the event. He didn't have anything in the event, but he was present. We had Yasin uh, from from Yasin Global. Uh, man, there was there were so many dope people, nonetheless, who were there, who have been on the show. And you might be wondering why was I there? You're not fashionable, college, You're not stylish. You're not you're not popping, right? Well, first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen. Again, if the editing team wants to input this photo, there's my outfit right there. All leather, all for the leather and gold, baby. Now, if it's not right there, then y'all can just DM me if you really want to see the outfit. And I'll show you. I'll show you what was cracking. But the reason that I was there was because of Clean Version. Now, what is Clean Version? First off, if you really want to find out what Clean Version is, you can go to www.cleanversion.com to get your own idea of what Clean Version is. But it is my girlfriend's clothing brand. Um, where she creates one of one pieces, where she create uh, where she does drops of more. Um, I don't know what do they call it. Like I don't want to call it merch style uh, clothing, but where there's hoodies, you know, hats. Here's one of her hats right here with one of her designs um, on the hat. Uh, you've probably seen me on the show before wearing one of her. Uh, what is it called? Sweatshirts. It's it's a uh, it's a gray one with like her face on there. With the white sleeves i've worn some of her hoodies before red black beige hoodies that say clean version on emboss on them so um she had a, a table there that she was vending and she also created a one-of-one piece that if you were at the event or if you want to see some photos from the event um, one of the individuals who assisted duffy goes by the name of scooter he's a super dope um, model here in Kansas City also in the fashion space also just a well-rounded creative um but boss created one of one pants for him and one of one t-shirt for him or like blouse or i don't know what to call it you'll have to go to scooter's page i think it's if you type in scoot.er i think it's his instagram page if not just look up scooter on my instagram um and you'll see some uh, uh, the outfit that he wore, but she created a one of one piece for him, and he was walking around flexing with that fit, um, which brought people and attention to the vending table where she was send- where she was selling hats, she was selling hoodies, she was selling some of her one of one pieces, she was selling some of her one of one handbags or tote bags is what it's called, um, and so that's why I was there, and so I went ahead and canceled Friday's episode to show up support the lady pull up on the vent, see some people, shake some hands, kiss some babies, you know, you know the vibes, you know, typical mob life, and and then went back home, had an early wake-up time on Saturday morning for a a four-and-a-half-mile long run, or what is a long run for me? Now, ladies and gentlemen, you might be wondering, why the fuck would I wake up early and go on a a four-and-a-half-mile long run? Ladies and gentlemen, I signed up for a random a random half marathon that is less than eight weeks out now, but was eight weeks out last week. And I haven't ran over three miles in years. So first off, terrible decision. Don't recommend it to anybody. As a personal trainer, anybody who is looking to improve their health and wellness should probably not go randomly sign up for a huge uh, you know, marathon or half marathon um, and not expect injuries. Now, I'm not trying to get back in shape, I'm trying to get into running. And I kept telling myself that over the years, I'm trying to get into running, I'm going to start running more, but I've never actually done it. I've always traded running out for other cardiovascular exercises, stair climber, assault bike, elliptical treadmill, uh, incline walks, bikes, things of that nature. But I need to get into running, and I haven't been doing it. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to sign up for this half marathon. It's eight weeks out. I'll use this as a forcing function to get me in the habit of running, get over that mental barrier that keeps getting in the way. Um, And so last week was my first week of training um, where I ran Monday, easy run for three or three and a half, uh, three three miles. Then Tuesday, cross training day, a.k.a. strength training day. Wednesday was tempo run or speed run where it's like half mile warm up mile and a half at a comfortably hard pace, and then a half mile cool down. Thursday, cross training day, aka strength training. Friday, another easy run, but a little bit longer, so at three and a half. No, actually it was a three mile easy run on Friday as well. And then Saturday was a four and a half mile long run. Um, Sunday was a rest day, and now today's Monday, in which I just finished my three and a half mile easy run, which is up a half mile from last week. Did this one by myself, whereas last week I ran with somebody, it um, wasn't horrible. It's a sunny day out today. Still a little chilly, about 35 degrees, but the sun was out. So it felt good um, in terms of being outside and not feeling like it's absolutely frigid. Um, but still not the most comfortable. But that's kind of the reason I'm doing it. I've been learning from other people who've run half marathons and marathons who have been texting me and supporting me throughout the week that really running isn't the most comfortable thing. Sometimes you find that high where you're just coasting, but the majority of the time it's hard like it's kind of challenging like it's not the most comfortable um and so it's really like a mental fortitude test as well as just taking care of the health of your body outside of running so that your body can handle um you know the stress that comes with running and all the compounding or you know yeah compounding effort uh, compounding impact um on your you know body while you're running so God willing, uh, over the next few weeks or in week two out of the eight-week training block leading up to the half marathon, I do not get injured or hurt myself, which often happens to people who do not give themselves enough time to train me, Um, but I'm going to do my best to stretch, uh, continue with the strength training, try to take care of my body, try to eat uh, the right foods and and support my body for the energy needs and energy uh, demands of uh, training for this half marathon. And hopefully we stay injury-free. Um, the good thing is I do have a strong uh, strong baseline foundation of um, strength training and, you know, strong joints. So I'm not feeling terrible. Um, and hopefully, hopefully you know, the background of strength training carries into the running in terms of avoiding injury. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but those are the updates. That's why we missed uh, the recording on Friday. And that is why we're doing a solo Zoom episode right now to send over to our guys at No Solution Productions um, to um, get edited, published, put out there, Um, and yeah, so that's that, ladies and gentlemen. Now, with that being said, um, there's not too many updates I have for you, but what we are going to do today is something a little bit different, and the name of this being a business podcast. What's going to happen is I'm going to screen share with you um, my investment thesis in travel slash corporate wellness. Now you might be wondering why would you do that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I told my guy this Chris, who came on episode like 152 and also episode like 130 something. So he's been on twice, um, one time virtually, one time in person. He is in venture capital, really smart cat, young kid. Uh, I mean, he's older than me, but you know, young nonetheless. Um, and he's a hustler, really intelligent. I'm like, yo, I want to learn more about the space. I might be interested in trying to like, get my foot in the door. He's like, well, you know, being that you don't have a finance background or a college degree or anything like that, best thing I recommend is, you know, just learn as much as you can and then create like investment theses, uh, theses and create like, just create different ways or or pieces of information or value that you can share, whether it's a newsletter, whether it's an investment thesis, whether it's uh, just a random Google Doc or email that you can share with other VCs to show that you could potentially be a value to them and ship it out. Now, the bad thing is I always tell people, hey, I think I'm interested in learning about this and I learn about it for a few weeks and then I fall off for a few months and then learn about it for a few weeks and fall off for a few months. The only thing I'm consistent about is strength training and training my clients, which is my number one thing. So it's okay. Um, but sometimes I get mad at myself because of my inability to just sit down and focus for a few hours and work on something outside of the space that I'm interested in, although these investment theses are within a space that I'm interested in. So really, it's just all excuses. But what we're going to do is we're going to share screen. Um, we're going to go through this uh, investment thesis Google slide deck. I haven't completed it and I'm not even sure if I like did it the right way, but we are just going to run through it. Um, I felt like it was something that we could talk about on this episode and just kind of do a quick overview of and then after we do a quick overview of that what I'd like to do is um go through a Google document breaking down like different ways I plan to make money I guess is is um is is what the sheet was about so I will go through the two of those with you If you have the patience to stay with me throughout this episode, I highly appreciate you. I know it's not as entertaining, as engaging as having a guest on or having a well-produced show with good lighting and good cameras. But if you're with me, you're rocking with me, um, keep listening. Let's jump on into it. So that being said, I'm going to go ahead and share screen. Um, Let's see. Share screen. We are going to... Go to Safari, Safari, unknown, open system preferences. Here, I thought that this would be easy. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give it like two more seconds, and if it doesn't share screen, then we are just going to go right into it. So, let's see. Boom, boom. Oh, they got a whole privacy thing. They got a whole privacy thing, ladies and gentlemen. So y'all going to have to be patient with me, Kevin. Wow. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So with that being said, if you're watching this on video, sorry, if you're listening to this on audio, then it's a win because all you have to do is listen. So... Let's jump into it. Can't screen share. So we are going to go ahead and go to our travel wellness PDF. Perfect overview and agenda, ladies and gentlemen. So um, in this investment thesis, I'm going to outline the problem and opportunity in the travel and corporate wellness space, uh, current and estimated market. We am going to map out the alternative products and technology that's out there. Um, Talk about the expected challenges and investment opportunities, company landscape, and funding uh, history. Not going to lie, I don't think I actually go through all that in this document, but it's all good. Starting with the problem and opportunity, ladies and gentlemen. So the problem with corporate wellness is heavy business travel has massive negative implications on employee productivity and health. Extensive business travel, a.k.a. 21 plus nights per month, led to a significantly higher likelihood of smoking with 3.74 times increase. Frequent travelers also report more sleep troubles with 1.37 times more often than standard individuals uh, or non-frequent travelers. And then those who traveled extensively were two 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 and a half times more likely to exhibit depression symptoms compared to those who don't frequently travel. Um, So, addressing the diverse health and wellness needs of a traveling workforce uh, is something I believe to be important, but also increasingly challenging, Um, and poor traveler well-being has proven to be a result in higher medical claims, reduced productivity, absenteeism, presenteeism, and uh, short-term disability, which constrain relationships with clients, suppliers, and incur costs for employers. Ladies and gentlemen, if you work for a company and you have uh, traveled more than two to three weeks out of the month, um, whether it's internationally or nationally, and you feel like your sleep has been impacted, your time with family has been impacted, your happiness and joy has been impacted, um, and the li- probably the longevity of your life has likely been impacted due to everything I said above, then you should highly consider um, talking to your company about corporate wellness strategies or thinking about investing more in corporate wellness, um, investing more in how they manage your schedule, um, investing more in how, uh, you know, being more conscious about how they uh, plan out your travel dates, let's say. Um, So anyways, that is the problem with corporate wellness. Now, here are some opportunities. So Recognizing this significant threat, there are parallel industries developing that address both sustainable impact and possible business opportunities. One being mindfulness and meditation apps such as Calm, Headspace, Shine, and Pillow. I know a lot of my uh, clients who travel struggle to fall asleep when they get to their new city due to um, obviously challenges with the time being three hours ahead or behind and their circadian rhythm being impacted. And one thing that some of my clients have found to be helpful over time is utilizing apps like Calm, Headspace, or utilizing free uh, sources on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts where they can practice mindfulness and meditation before bed to kind of calm their system down, get them in a state of relaxation. Um, so that they're better able to fall asleep. Um, number two, onboard wellness companies such as Wellbeing zone, wander fuel, and there's plenty of other companies who their primary um go-to-market strategy is not through uh onboard wellness or travel wellness in general, um, but they do provide um little travel packs. I think Theragun and Hyper Ice have these little travel packs that have like Um, sleep tea, uh, like a mini massage gun you can use to like massage your legs while they're like sore and tight while you're traveling. Um, eye covers for like if lights coming in on the airplane and it's about, and it's later, it's a late at night flight or a red eye and you need to be resting or sleeping, um, leading into your, um, busy day. So onboard wellness, I think Mm is has some potential for opportunities especially for a company to like drop in and go all in on onboard wellness i mean if we were to pull up the uh airline business air travel or travel uh you know business or market in general i'm sure that there is a lot of money flowing through there so Um, A lot of these companies, their go-to-market strategy when it comes to onboard wellness is just partnering up with airlines like American Airlines, Delta Airlines, and we've seen some of these airlines like KLM and Emirates uh, uh, roll out uh, wellness programs on planes, so like on the TVs, they'll have like uh, exercises you can do in your seats. Um, some of the meals that they'll provide, probably not to everyone. Most likely, just a business class will have more healthier options in terms of like you know a strong protein, vegetable, and then you know whatever uh, whatever the wellness world is looking at at the time. So, if gluten free or low carb or Um, keto or whatever is like the thing at that time, I'm sure they will continue to roll out programs or meals, meal options that uh, fit the needs of whatever's popping in the wellness world at the time. But onboard wellness is definitely a market that could be um, explored. Sleep tech. Sleep tech is huge right now, ladies and gentlemen. I want you, if you're listening to this episode right now to raise your hand or uh, clap your hands or honk your horn or uh, kiss your wife or kiss your husband, do something to let me know if you have heard of any of the companies I'm about to say. Eight Sleep, Sleep Number, Whoop, Aura Ring, Apple Watch. All of these companies are interacting and are going all in on sleep tech. The one that you've probably heard about the most is Eight Sleep. They have a collaboration with the NFL. The Super Bowl just happened yesterday in which the Kansas City Chiefs won their second Super Bowl in their own. Back-to-back chance. Kansas City native here. This episode is being shot in Kansas City right now. So you know we're happy over here. Went out last night. Um, not to the clubs, but right after the win. Streets were crazy. Guns going off. Fireworks going off. People hanging out the window. So you know we were lit. And you know there were millions of people watching the NFL. And millions of people that watch NFL games all throughout the season. So you've probably heard of Eight Sleep as NFL does have a partnership with them. And I believe everybody that every player gets like a Eight Sleep bed or something like that. Um, I know Sleep Number used to have some type of deal or partnership with one of the pro leagues as well. I remember them or they might also have a partnership with specific teams. But Eight Sleep, Sleep Number bed, uh the Whoop Watch where it tracks your HRV and other um different metrics that help you get a better understanding of your sleep. Same thing with the Aura Ring, which tracks similar metrics and you wear it on your ring instead of your wrist, a lot easier to go to sleep with and uh, go throughout your day with. So um, all of these are businesses that are huge in sleep tech and sleep is one of the biggest issues in corporate wellness and just travel wellness in general. We talk about how traveling all the time fucks up your circadian rhythm. We talk about how the 16 hour days where you stay up until 12 a.m. working on a client project and then wake up at 6 a.m. to get on the train to travel into the office to, or or drive an hour into the office um, to get there at 7 a.m. to finish up the work to then deliver to your client at 9 a.m. Like when we talk about poor health and, Travel when we talk about poor health in corporate and the corporate world, sleep is going to be one of the number one issues. So, sleep tech can be something that helps improve sleep patterns or helps um, employees and employers understand how um, their employees or their workers or their executives are operating outside of the cubicle outside of the office. And if they can see that their sleep is extremely poor, they can start to put um, things in place that can kind of help improve that and therefore improve the wellness of their employees. Um, Airport wellness facilities. Now this is something I think should be a lot bigger. Um, The only company I'm familiar with is Rome. Uh, They have small gym facilities in which they rent out Uh, I think $30 an hour time slots for you to utilize a gym inside of an airport. Um, I know there's more than one location available, but the only location I'm aware of right now is in the Baltimore International Airport where they have a Rome fitness facility in which you can rent out time to work out and shower and change back into your fits um, before your flight. I think that this should be mandatory in every airport across the country. Like, I know that's what Rome is probably trying to do, but I think this should be an absolute mandatory in any international airport across the country. Um, the The joy it would bring me to know that I could show up to the uh, airport two, three hours early, get my workout in, shower, get dressed, get my suitcase, and go um, to my to my uh, gate. I think that could have a massive. Um, uh, impact on travel wellness um, and the wellness of, of of people across the world who travel every day for work. And this can be another one of those things that your company pays for or has a membership um, with a company like Rome, where they just pay for a year in advance for all their employees to be able to use all their facilities across the world. Like So much room for that. There's also a company by the name of Sanctify, um, also Express Spa Group, which has a few different um uh concepts around massage and uh uh chiropractor not chiropractic massage and uh what is it I forgot anyways like saunas and things of that nature so airport wellness facilities nutrition services like athletic greens grab air grub athletic greens um again their go-to-market strategy doesn't really have anything to do actually that's a lie athletic greens they are killing it with their little mini packs that people can take on the go. So I'd be lying to say if I didn't see people traveling around with the ATG packs that they pour in their drink. Um, how much does that help? You know, neither here nor there, but it makes people feel good. And when you feel good, you perform better. You perform better, you make your company more money or um, the company you work for more money. There's also a company by the name of Grab and a company by the name of AirGrab and plenty of other companies that just have um, delivery services where they deliver to the airport, like healthy foods to the airport that you're going to be at. Um, Or you can do, you know, Grab and Go inside of the airport where they drop off in the airport and you pick up. Um, So nutrition service is definitely another area to explore in terms of travel and corporate wellness. We see plenty of uh, corporate companies doing catering all the time for their employees, but it's always from these massive chains like In N Out or McDonald's or uh, Whataburger or Chick fil A or Panera Bread. And I'm not saying that these places don't have any healthy options at all, but the likelihood that these corporate companies are ordering a whole bunch of salads is low. And I don't think anybody wants salads in general. So being able to have companies that service, uh, you know, large-scale corporations across the nation. Um, so I, I think there's opportunity for a company to grow at scale specifically in that market. Um, products like Ostrich Pillow, which is a sick pillow to take on the plane, uh, Therabody and Hyper Ice, like I mentioned earlier, in terms of many products, they're little like travel packs that they have with them. I think that's a, a market that could be uh, explored as well. Businesses can create products and services designed to address the specific needs of frequent travelers, such as, um, let's see, Uh, I just ruined my screen. So let's see, such as fitness equipment for hotel rooms, which we're seeing uh, Peloton do. I know some of the Hiltons have uh, Peloton bikes. Um, inside of the room and you can choose like the wellness room or the non wellness room. i um, pretty sure here in Kansas city, the Weston has done that for quite a while where they have a, we- uh, a Weston wellness room, which I think is an upcharge, but like you have a bike in the room or something like that, or maybe you're like closer to the gym or something like that. But I feel like air, uh, I mean, hotels definitely should be doubling down on that. And I believe the company that is doubling down on that is, um, Uh, The Hilton Group, as well as Western Hotels, which might be owned by the Hilton, who knows, Um, not me, Um, but healthy meal options or stress reduction tools that can be used during travel like Hyper Ice and Therabody Do. Um, The current and estimated market, why now? Why is it a good time to invest in uh, travel and corporate wellness? Um, To be honest, the wellness industry in general is massive, but the U.S. corporate wellness market is growing significantly with a projected size of USD $100 billion by 2032, which is in, what, eight years? So in eight years, in under a decade, they're projecting $100 billion specifically in the corporate wellness industry, not even the wellness industry at large, which I think is a trillion-dollar industry. Um, Health focus and cost control. So post-pandemic, Companies have uh, a heightened emphasis on employee health. Um, there's also rising healthcare costs and regulatory support uh, and regulatory support are driving companies to invest in wellness um, for their employees, technology and talent. So advancement in technology is making wellness more efficient. Um, um easier to access and they help attract and retain talent in a competitive job market so access to platforms like MindBody or ClassPass, which is something a lot of corporate companies do nowadays um can be utilized as a perk to uh help the help hire top talent for a company so um drivers uh Escalating healthcare costs. So, the relentless rise in healthcare expenses propels the need for effective corporate wellness solutions. So, um, if your employees are in better health, the cost of their poor health um, uh, reduces. Um, so, the impact on your company and the amount you have to pay out to take care of your employees can reduce if you're more preventative. Um, uh, or, or are focused on a preventative care process instead of a reactive care process. Um, elevated emphasis on employee well-being and productivity. Companies are increasingly uh, increasingly recognize the connection between employee well-being and productivity, fueling the demand for wellness initiatives. Absentee- absenteeism is um, crazy. A lot of people are missing work calling out due to being sick needing to miss work due to surgeries or health issues. Um, people are, there's this burnout revolution with the, uh, what is it, Gen X, Gen Z, Gen X, people claiming that they're burnt out um, because of being overworked or maybe not even being overworked but just being weak-minded because they're not taking care of their health and they're not being pushed to take care of their health because they feel like they have to live to make money. So, yeah. Um, Let's see the competitive landscape. Some of the major players in the corporate wellness market right now are Sprout. They have a 59% market share. uh, Limeade, 12% market share. Lifeworks with a 6% market share. And Virgin Pulse with a 1% market share. Um, Some of the existing alternatives, although they're not exactly focused 100% on corporate wellness, so I didn't do that. Uh, the greatest with the competitive landscape here um, or existing alternatives because they could be considered two completely different industries. But hopefully a VC watches this and then gives me some 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 constructive criticism. Um, so ClassPass is one of the existing alternatives. Um, you, ClassPass basically gives you the opportunity to discover and reserve thousands of classes effortless, effortlessly through a user-friendly app. Um, You can enjoy worldwide accessibility with over 5 million classes available in 2,500 cities globally with no long-term commitments. So you see a lot of uh, companies uh, buying uh, corporate ClassPass subscriptions for their employees so that their employees can just utilize that and go to more fitness classes, take care of their health from a physical standpoint. Uh, Peloton has uh, started partnering with employers to provide exclusive offers on content and popular equipment um aura has a solution that provides companies with biometric rings and a dashboard that tracks anonymized data from its users so essentially um if you're wearing an aura ring and shows that your heart rate is stupid high all day long and your stress is super high um and then and then you also see that uh sleep scores are super low um you know in your aura ring then it automatically takes that data puts it into a dashboard without putting your name uh, or like letting letting your company know who is having poor health they can kind of see the general health of their entire company from how much they're sleeping how high their stress is throughout the day uh, and other other metrics that kind of give them a good insight on is their company in poor health proper health or really good health uh, whoop kind of offers the exact same thing assessing mental and physical stress they offer employers an administrative dashboard and coaching through a single um, API so some existing alternatives um, or on um, whoop on the technology side of things peloton and ClassPass pass on uh, service and product side of things Uh, Key drivers for growth in the alternatives, the adoption of holistic approaches to fitness has led consumers, ladies and gentlemen, to invest in services and products that provide access to a wider range of fitness modalities and a significant amount of data related to their personal health and wellness. Consumers, like myself, are seeking more options to gain comprehensive insights into how they compare to others and to enhance their understanding of longevity in both life and work based on their current wellness patterns. Um, Corporate partnerships for health companies represent a pathway to consistent revenues and long-term contracts. This paves the way for more stable revenue targets and the ability to leverage and measure the lifetime value of customers. Organizations are increasingly recognizing the detrimental effects of poor employee health on overall business performance. As a result, large companies are directing capital towards wellness initiatives and partnerships to enhance employee productivity reduce turnover rates, and minimize absenteeism. The trend set by large large companies is likely to cascade down mid-sized companies, creating opportunities in the market to make wellness accessible to a broader audience. So this was something I wrote down in the uh, slide, Key Drivers for Growth and the Alternatives, talking about the advantage of um, corporate partnerships with some of these wellness companies and talking about the um, consumers needs and desires for some of these um, offerings as well. And being that a lot of consumers um, exist and live inside of um, uh, corporate structures, um, the combination of the two interests go hand in hand. Um, let's see, expected challenges and investment opportunities. So. I put three things down for expected challenges, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Let's see. Uh, Number one was a major concern within the fitness industry stems from its limited regulation. So this can present significant hurdles in maintaining consistent standards inside of companies um, when it comes to their wellness offerings and comes to their partnerships Um, But in contrast, and in contrast to tightly regulated industries that prioritize consumer protection, the fitness sector functions with a notable level of independence. So um, we know there's been a huge uproar around uh, data and privacy. So being that there is not much regulation um, from that standpoint in the fitness world currently at this current moment, Um, That can be an expected challenge or concern for employers to employees having access to their data and insights and information, kind of having control or um, a pretty big peak inside an individual's uh, current health status. Um, Wellness startups also face a challenge in adjusting their offerings to meet the changing demands of consumers. Um, So, you know, people going through this investment thesis are looking at Uh, is this a good industry? Is this a good industry to invest in? What are startups that we might invest in struggling with? And that being, uh, their offerings need to meet the changing demands of consumers, which change damn near every six months, if you're familiar with the fitness and wellness space. As individuals increasingly seek ways to manage stress, improve physical fitness, and attain a better work-life balance, aligning with these evolving preferences becomes crucial for the success of such startups." So startups need to move fast, they need to move quickly, and they need to be aware of current trends and where the market is going. So shouldn't be a problem for a good startup founder, but most startup founders are first time startup founders, so this could definitely be a challenge. So uh, investors want to make sure they have the right person in place and that they actually believe in the founder that's leading that company. Um, Number three, copyright infringement poses a significant challenge for large companies as they contend with thousands of violations of their intellectual property. These companies companies often struggle to effectively combat copycats who sell similar products and services at discounted rates. So the reason I put this down there is I was seeing some huge issues between Hyperice and Therabody, um, and uh, well, there's, there's a few other companies who... They come out, they're the number one, they're, they get to market first, but then there's 16 other companies who copy the exact same model, the exact same product, and just try to market it, market it differently or to a different market or in a new way. And so they're having a lot of issues, a lot of suing going on, a lot of copyright infringement, a lot of intellectual property being stolen or um, you know being stolen but uh, disguised in a way that it's not stolen. So definitely some expected challenges. Um, if you decide to invest in companies in this space, um, some investment opportunities. These are some I would call them up and com- up and coming companies um, that I thought to be really interesting. So I went ahead and listed them. One of them being Season Health. So Season transforms diets for health conditions with personalized menus, chef-approved recipes, and dietitian-led tech for balanced, convenient meals. So we love the combination of tech. Um, uh, you know, nutrition um, and personalization. So uh, there's a problem. The problem is I have a health issue um, or or issue with a certain type of uh, a health issue that can be fixed or solved or helped um, with the change in my diet. So I share this information. Then a menu is personalized um, and made tasty because they're chef-approved recipes and uh, they're the the technology was uh, you know created alongside a dietitian, so a dietitian led tech for balanced and convenient meals. So that's one company called Season Health. Another one is Metatopia. So Metatopia fosters lasting transformation by guiding individuals through self observation, self inquiry, and building resilience. It aims for holistic well being beyond relaxation. So I love this little combi- combination of meditation and mindfulness. Um, at the end of the day, um, anything that promotes uh, or helps people become more self-aware, um, and you know helps people. I guess you know dive into what they're currently struggling with in the moment and kind of explore that. I think has potential to grow. We've seen meditation and mindfulness become more and more and more and more popular over the past decade. I only think that's going to continue to go up. We see companies like Calm, uh, we see companies like Headspace growing, partnering with people like a. Uh, uh, what's Buddy's name with the with the amazing voice, the actor? Um, wow, well, I'm forgetting his name. But partnering with actors, partnering with uh, uh, influencers, utilizing their voices or or stories and stuff to um, help people, you know, connect or want to download the app or download the software, but then stay there because they see some true growth from that uh, self observation. Heal.me is creating a platform to propel the evolution of healthcare and empower wellness practitioners. The goal is to establish a world where natural medicine takes center stage in primary healthcare. So um, I think there is not going to be a lot of companies that win in this space, but I think there's going to be a few companies that win in this space of um, focusing on natural medicine. I I guess what do they call it? Uh, Holistic or homeopathic health. Anyways, being a little bit more preventative, being a little bit more focused on natural remedies um, before they dive into um, going the standard right route of uh, you know pharmaceuticals uh, as soon as you feel sick or as soon as there's an issue. Now, there's time and place for both. Um, obviously, you don't want to be an individual who believes that, no, I don't want to take pharmaceuticals, but you really need to take pharmaceuticals to actually heal. Um, but nonetheless, another company to check out, heal.me. And then last but not least, I put on there is Mochi Health. Now, number one, I just like mochi, so that's why I chose this one. Number three, number two, their mission is to make patients feel heard and understood. They connect their providers with patients to discuss evidence based weight loss strategies. So um, I think being able to have one on one conversation, um, feel heard, listen, and not immediately jump to pharmaceutical drugs it, and actually focus on lifestyle change, uh, behavior change. Uh, a change in uh, your cognitive thought process around um, weight loss and and healthy eating and what it means to be healthy is extremely important and the only route to go. So any company that's working on that is a company that I'm going to support. Um, so to be honest, I know that there was supposed to be more in that slide deck, but that is the last thing that I input in there and the last thing that I worked on. Um, when it comes to that investment thesis, please don't make fun of me. Um, you guys let me know if you guys thought that was good or, or not good or great or not great or whatever you thought. Um, I just thought it would be something fun to dive into today. You may not find it to be fun. Maybe you come to the Voices of Value podcast strictly for the interviews. I respect that. We'll be back with interviews starting next week um, or more engaging conversations. But if you enjoyed today's solo episode and the more businessy, talky, or um, kind of hear him what I'm trying to get smart at or what I'm trying to get better at, then let me know and I will implement more things like this into the uh, into the uh, Voices of Value content system, right? Um, outside of that, ladies and gentlemen, I am on day 43 of 75 hard. I am on week two, day one, or finished day one of week two of an eight-week training block for a half marathon. Um, some days are harder than others. Some days are easier than others. Long story short, though, we out here, we showing up for ourselves. feels good. Um, And we're fucking killing it, man. Plan to keep killing it. Reading a lot of books. Got to read 10 pages a day for 75 hard. Um, Think Again is one of the books that I'm reading right now. I'm also reading uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Um, again, which is a really good book. Reading uh, $100 Million Leads by Alex Hormozzi, again, which is a good book reading uh, You Can't Screw This Up by Adam Bornstein, which is an amazing book that I probably should just put all the other books aside and focus 100% on that one and finish that up over the next uh, few weeks. Um, Really good book, Uh, a lot of of things, a lot of resources it provides that can help me in my um, one-on-one coaching with clients who are interested in losing fat. I think I've given you all the updates, ladies and gentlemen. You already know the vibes. Today, we're not at Leo Moreno Jr. Boxing Club, but make sure you support them. Go to their Instagram. Go to their website. Um, these episodes are produced and published by No Solution, No Solutions Productions. So follow NSPN on all platforms. Shout out to them for supporting us um, and uh, being a part of this Voices of the Value journey. And uh, I don't have anybody to plug right now except for myself. So right now, shooting this at... LAF, the Life Adaptive Fitness Gym in Brookside, Kansas City, 63rd and Oak. I am a personal trainer helping clients online and in person in one-on-one and in uh, small group settings. Um, I do focus on helping individuals between 35 and 50 who are business professionals and parents interested in improving their current health standards by reducing body fat and increasing strength. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, make sure you email me at coachstutzer at gmail.com. With that being said, hopefully you leave a five-star review on this episode. I love y'all. Thank you for the support. Peace.